Dane. Dane. Very good. <laughs> Wait, before we start this podcast, can I just show you my trousers? Wait, what? The Santa baby. Oh, my God. I've got Christmas trousers on. Yeah, or Christmas yeah. pyjamas. Hey. Wow. For the viewers that can't see, I've got Christmas pyjamas on. That's <laughs> it, wrong with you, pal. Trying to get in the Christmas spirit, mate. I'm not feeling it yet, especially after the news we had on Friday. Um, yeah, I thought that was a bit of tough news, but the doctor said the cream will uh, clear it up in a couple of days, and uh, you know we'll be good to go again. Not contagious, is it? <laughs> well, only if we're in the same bed. Oh, I'll beg him. You got the name of that doctor, please. Um, <laughs> Glenn, how you doing, mate? You all right? All jokes aside. Yeah, yeah. Um, all good. Cheers, pal. Thanks for having us here tonight. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in life at the moment. With Christmas and everything else around the corner. Yeah, we're not interested in your personal life. We're, talk- we're here to talk about leisure. So is that to do with leisure? Leisure's closed, mate. So there's nothing to talk about there. All right. Okay. Well, thanks so <laughs> much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, Glenn, so what's new with your site? We're both in Tier 4. We are both in Tier 4. Um, basically means leisure facilities are shut. Um so what's new with your site then? So you received the news on Friday. Tell us what happened. Um, Friday morning, I was on the early. Um, finished work, went home, had a nap. Had no idea what was going on. Um, woke up to about 100 WhatsApp messages on my phone. People were saying, I'll be going into work tomorrow and so on and so forth. And I still ain't got a clue what's going on. So there's me thinking the building's burnt down and something like that. So it's like, oh, more freaking paperwork I've got to figure out. Yep. And then, um, yeah, saw scrolling through the messages. That's how I found out anyway. Um, scrolling through the messages and saw that he'd done an announcement, put us in tier four because we sneeze on each other and can't wash our hands and shit like that. Yep. Um, then I had the team asking me 100 questions, which I didn't know the answers to because I still had no idea what was going on. So uh, I was pretty useless, to be honest with you, pal. Then I went back to sleep and had another nap again. You do that anyway, don't you? Not nap, like be useless. <laughs> I'm, it, it's, it's consistent. Like if I'm useless once, I might as well just keep cracking on with it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, we all went in. No, it was Saturday, weren't it? That we had the the, um, the notification. It was Saturday, yeah. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, because um, our, you know our. Uh, our site invested quite a lot of money on um, marquees, two marquees, um, so we could have 20 people in each marquee undertaking outdoor um, classes. Had a really good day one, really positive feedback. Everyone loved it. And then um, the next day, <laughs> couldn't do it again. Crazy. So, uh, so yeah, and now it's you know it's a bit, bit scary how good I am at closing down a gym at the moment. Well, you've, you've done it three times. And, this is uh, the third time. And also, viewers, there's a couple of marquees cheap on eBay if you're looking <laughs> to buy any. Um, if you just email Glenn, he'll be able to sort you out. Um, we've got, yeah, um, we've got two 50-meter extension leads for sale as well. Oh, have you? Are they pat-tested? Yeah. They are pat-tested. I'll have them. <laughs> um, yeah, I was pretty much the same, Glenn. I was working Saturday afternoon, actually. I was on the late shift. And uh, obviously, everyone was saying, oh, Boris is doing an announcement at 4 so um, tuned in, 
Um, yeah, and you know, watched the speech live, and uh, got a text message a couple of minutes later from your boss saying shut down the centres tonight. <laughs> um, we're pretty much going to be closed until further notice. Um, yeah, didn't even bother printing anything out for the next day or or anything like that. So we kind of had to like ring up all the staff, um, let them know that. You know, don't come in tomorrow. Have a nice day off. Because um, <laughs> I will. And, uh, yeah, we've we pretty much been off uh, since. I was in at one site uh, this morning, shutting down the pole, um, just dropping the temperatures, um, dropping the air handling system, uh, doing a final pool test and whatnot, inspection and cleaning of the pool covers, ready for yet another lockdown or another shutdown. Um, as you said a minute ago, you know, we're, we're kind of used to this now. It's becoming a bit of the norm. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It really is crazy. And and the worrying thing is, is how long can leisure keep, you know, getting government funding and things like that? I mean, I know there are some sites out there that are closed and they've been closed a while since the first lockdown and permanently closed. How long can government keep funding government leisure facilities? That's the worrying part about it all. Yeah, and how much money have, uh, have centres got in the pot to do their own bits and pieces? Um, you know, on, on the first lockdown, we was one of the, if one of the first, if not the first, to uh, um, open up to some extent. We did um, outdoor outdoor tennis for free, didn't charge our members or anything like that mm. for the first two, three weeks. And then we slowly started doing outdoor classes on the patio. Um, really good vibe, really good atmosphere. Um you know, in tier four, we can still do outdoor swimming and outdoor gyms, which my site can accommodate. And I know it's December, so they might have the big part to play in it. But the fact that we're not thinking about that now, whereas in the first lockdown, it was like, yep, we're just going to waste a load of money or, or spend a load of money. We know we ain't going to gain any money, but we want to be open for our customers and our, our members. And now it's a bit like, mm, can't really do that as much now. Yeah. I mean, our site was pretty much the same. We, we started, uh, doing outdoor classes the last couple of weeks, uh, outdoor spin, boot camps, you know, high-intensity classes and whatnot. And that was becoming quite popular. We had a lot of people booking on. And people were generally, the, the customer's attitude was generally, you know, thanks for doing this. At least you're doing something. Oh, yeah, I loved it. You've I really not, liked it. Yeah, you know, you've not just gone. How many, like, how, how many people do yeah, how many people do you get coming in through the door, you know, on a normal basis before COVID, moaning that uh, the music's too loud or it's one degree too cold or one degree too warm and the clock's not working as I want it to. But, you know, yeah, like like you, the first lockdown, everyone who came in was through their own choice. They could have either kept their their, their, their package suspended or, or come into what we've got. And everyone who was there, it was absolutely lovely. I say it was such a lovely vibe. Warm weather, I had the music banging on outside all day. Everyone was in good spirits, and, and now it's just a bit, you know, a bit flat. Yeah, ours was the same. As I said, you know, members were picking up, and people were grateful that we're actually providing facilities for, you know, outdoors. Um, and then all of a sudden, Saturday afternoon, it was pretty much shut again. We're, we're pretty much back to square one. Mm. How long does this go on for? You know, and as I said, how long are leisure centres going to carry on surviving? it's had a massive impact on this industry. Swim schools, I'm seeing swim schools on Facebook and whatnot, you know, they're all closing down. 
okay, it's coming yeah. up to Christmas, they're going to shut down anyway but over Christmas. But is the government supporting those? Is the government supporting those small swim schools, the large swimming clubs and things like that? Is there funding for that? It's, it's just a worrying time because if they don't get funded or they haven't got the money, no one's going to be coming into leisure. No one's going to be doing swimming. No one's going to be doing the swimming mm-hmm. lessons. Um, and, you know, it's not going to take long for the government to turn around and say, well, we're, you know, we're reducing the percentage of furlough pay and things like that. Companies are not going to survive. Individuals are not going to survive. People haven't got money. Leisure facilities haven't got money. It's crazy. Yep. So it's, it's really, really worrying at the moment. I mean, right at the start, I was a bit like, oh, okay, yeah, we shouldn't take long to recover from this. Government seems to have got their head screwed on. And it just seems as though it's just been going on forever. And it's getting yeah, worse every no, time. it does. <laughs> can't even remember normal at the moment. No. I can't even remember operating at the start of the year. No, no, that's right. Neither can I. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, I know you know my... Uh, my dad uses your your gym um, from the first lockdown. He's just got some bog standard weights and whatnot in the in the garage, and he's been using them. And he's going to probably pack your gym up because he's getting quite good results working out in the garage. And you know that's one person out of a population of however many we got. Yeah, I'll probably start doing those bits and pieces, going for a run, going for a walk, or or whatever you playing golf. Yeah. And it's not nice, to, kind of, it is nice for the individuals. It's not nice for a leisure operator because, you know, every time a member goes, that's, we think that's 30 quid a month or 40 quid a month yep. gone. Um, it yep. don't take us long, fortunately, to get our members back up, but that's not the point. The point is we're losing members because of COVID. And as you've just said, people going out, they're buying their own equipment, going to Wildgoss and buying their own weights, one-off payment of 50 quid, and they're going to work out in their garage or their bedroom or, or something like that. So, yeah, it's, it is worrying times at the moment. Where do you think, what do you think is going to be the future of Leisure Glen? So with, with the state that we're in now, looking back at the last nine months when we first went into a lockdown and then when we reopened, you know, we had reduced facilities or we made adaptions to certain facilities and sports. What do you think is going to be next? What's, what do you think the future is? <sighs> Honestly, absolutely no idea. Um, you know, the government, rightly or wrongly, keeps uh, bringing in these new tier systems, these new lockdown systems, and all the do's and don'ts that you can and can't do. Um, you know, one week we can operate, the next week we can't operate. We've got the vaccine coming out. How long before the whole population gets that? And then does that mean that everything goes back to normal, or does life as we know it have a normal 2.0? Um, you kind of want to stay positive because it's 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 your life. It's everything you do. Those uh, those walls, those pools, those gyms. That's uh, that's what we know off the back of our hand, and and that's what we're good at. Um, how long can it keep going on for? Do people lose confidence? <sighs> no, I, I can guarantee my centre, your centre, the cleanest facilities, not just gyms, but areas out there going around sanitising constantly, but people still don't have the confidence in that. There's still people, don't know about your place, but we still have to remind people now to sanitise before and after. People witness that, they're going to start losing confidence. We start losing the members. The honest answer, Dean, is I really don't know. Mm. 
I'd like to think there's too much money in it. You know, the, the, the building itself has got to be worth millions of pounds. The equipment's got to be worth thousands, if not millions of pounds. Can you just turn around and say, that's it, the doors are locked and it's just going to gather dust? What happens? I've honestly no idea. Trying to stay positive as much as I can, but you just can't. You just can't predict the future. If I could have predict the future, mate, my last two years of my life would have been so much <laughs> more easier. So, you know, I'll be predicting our gym future um, for everyone now. Um, yeah, honest answer. No idea. No idea what's going to be around the corner. Yeah, um, I mean, it's frightening when you terms- when you see in the news. And, you know, we get newsletters and things like that from, from our managers and, and our organisations about leisure centres that are closing left, right and centre. Uh, massive one just round the corner from both of us, actually, closed in October. And they've got no intentions in reopening those doors. It mm. was a site where not only did they have a swimming pool, basketball courts, badminton, etc., but, you know, they, they also held concerts, and things like that. So the revenue for that site was actually quite good income. Now mm-hmm. it's gone from good income, then COVID hit to absolutely nothing. And it didn't take them that long really to start going through the accounts, going through the income, going through the losses that, do you know what? This ain't feasible for us to continue. And the site won't open yeah. up again. And this is the worrying thing. You know, are our sites going to do that? Are sites local to us also going to do that? It, it's it's really frightening at the moment. Yeah, and uh, you know that's just that's just not kind of saying that we're the victim. It's 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 like that for a lot of businesses and people and organisations. No one's effectively safe. So um, that's right. I, I suppose the only the only guarantee potentially is 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 the training side of things because you know Legionella isn't leisure centre based fire training isn't leisure centre based risk assessments isn't leisure centre based so I think that's got a bit more security around it Um, but the the centres themselves um, yeah that that centre that you was mentioning I actually went to in 2019 and I thought it was really nice and I went there for a uh, for an event had a really good time thought it was a really nice centre yeah I wouldn't have thought that this time next year this place wouldn't be operating anymore it's uh it is it is frightening it is worrying yeah yeah i mean business for dp leisure's gone a little bit quiet to be expected we did in the first lockdown um march to june i think we literally had about six seven emails and that was just of inquiries so we've gone quite quiet again uh not overly phased at the moment because it is over christmas so we did kind of plan christmas becoming quite a quiet time you know sites are closed or sites are closing um but also it's because the staff are all on furlough there's so many staff that work in the leisure industry that i've been in communications with over the last few weeks and they've got back to me and said look i'm on furlough until you know potentially february so i can't communicate between that time um so yeah we've been quite quite quiet but we're not worrying we're not panicking we did expect this and i can only predict that as soon as leisure facilities are back open or staff are back at the facilities we'll we'll start picking up a little bit but uh it's, it's a bit of a shame because we had quite a lot planned in for december and january already um so we come january come february we're going to start being you know playing uh catch up 
with those courses. So we've already scheduled them once without to cancel. So we're going to have to potentially yep. schedule them again, which then has a knock-on effect of the demand of, of our other clients. But it is what it is. There's nothing we can really do about it. Ultimately, we're alive. We're talking. We're breathing. Um, I can't say I'll be doing that tomorrow, but at the moment I am. So drinking. Yeah, I am. I'm <laughs> drinking my nice little Merlot at the moment. Um, but <laughs> oh, kinky. Um, but yeah. So I know you do a little bit of business on the side. I know you do a lot of MPLQ assessments, mentoring, and things like that. Have you been quiet? I'm assuming you're quiet now. Have you been getting inquiries still, or what? Um, yeah, I had a couple uh, renewals, lifeguard renewals, penciled in um, between now and uh, kind of mid-January. That's still gone a bit quiet. Um, it's, uh, with the extensions for lifeguard qualifications finishing or expiring on the 31st of December, Ambly lifeguards are going to kind of look onto new ventures if they if they expire. Um, obviously, they've got the opportunity to use their 20 hours pre plus previous training to go towards going to a new candidate, but I don't want to put in that time and effort, especially if you're a 16, 17 year old, probably not. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, really quiet at the moment. I had one lifeguard myself that was um, given the challenge to ensure she gets to a, a 20 hours so they can do a last minute renewal. Is anyone going to want to, well, can, can we en enter my front door after, after after we lock it on Wednesday. So is that a case of, you know, even if you have done your hours unlucky, it is what it is. But yeah. No, I've been I've been quiet and I expect that to happen, Jan and Feb. Yeah, yeah, same here, mate. Um I mean I know RLSS and STA, they're quite emphasizing at the moment for candidates to apply for reasonable adjustments uh, or special considerations, yeah. sorry. So if they have expired between X amount of time and X amount of time and only have I don't know, 15, 16 ongoing training hours, they can, they, well, they can apply for uh, special considerations policy or reasonable adjustments. Um, yeah, I, 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 as I said, the site where I am, because obviously I'm in, I'm in charge of the training and development and MPLQ and, and things like that, been really lucky because our two training sessions for December was on the 3rd and the 10th. So nice. literally just got there pretty much in time um they'll have to obviously complete january's ongoing training but uh, again that's yep. pending if, if we're going to be opening um if not i'll come up with some kind of online program which i did earlier in the year um rlss are great at uh supplying the ongoing training cpd points uh, and certificates so you know we had all of our staff undertaking all of those um, it's absolutely bollocks with the paperwork because you have to go through and print everyone's certificates over <laughs> it. It's a, it's a nightmare, um, but I'd rather a nightmare than have nothing at all. Because when uh, when we Sonus, when we come up to having our audits and things like that, you know, we'll, we'll get picked up on that. I can see you when you when yeah, you come in and yeah. have external verification now from RLSS. I guarantee you, Glenn one of the first things they're going to say is, right, okay, can you show me what you did during COVID? Yeah, of course, of course they are. 100% they're going to ask that. They'll go through your paperwork, they'll go through the lifeguards' profiles or portfolios to ensure that they've undertaken all the hours. And, um, yeah, I, I think they'll really dig deep into that because it's something they've provided and they, 
generally want to see if people, of course it is, people yeah. have been taking notice of it. Yeah, of course they do. Um, again, we were lucky yeah, because no, our do. guys got it free. So I think it was March, 1st of April, maybe, when the RLSS first launched it. And I got all of our staff to undertake the whole 10 sessions. But I think now you have to pay for it. I think you have to pay for each section now. I think they give session number one for free and then number two to ten, I think you have to pay for. So we was quite lucky. Yeah, because I think off, off the top of my head, I think it was November maybe that they stopped it yeah. being being free, I think, unless I'm mistaken. I put my hands up no, if I'm wrong. But I'm sure it was like last couple of weeks or so that, that, that they done yeah. that. Yeah, so, you know, we, we saved ourselves a little bit there because obviously as an organisation, we'd have to pay that for our staff. We wouldn't expect our staff to pay that off their own back if they're on the uh, payroll. But, um, yeah, we was quite lucky. We got it just in time, really. They all completed it. And then we was all allowed to lifeguard again, all done their competency <laughs> assessments or return to COVID competency assessment. And then we fucking closed again. Ah. <laughs> oh. Let's still just get water detection and, and long off all the lifeguards. Well, funny you saying that. Both of our sites in January are actually getting drowning detection technology. Bye-bye, lifeguards. <laughs> no, any lifeguards listening, you won't, you know, you're not going to lose your job. You're not going to lose your job. You know, Liam, you, might. you might, but you're not going to lose your job. Um, no, it, it's we're, we're getting it to obviously aid the lifeguard. Um, and we're actually really looking forward to the project because we're having it across two sites and we've projected it. it's going to take about a week uh, I think it's five to seven days per site to potentially install the technology so because it's new to us we're really excited about it and we're quite passionate about yeah, of it course. Um, but yeah it's not it's not to get rid of lifeguards it's to obviously aid them wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> but Liam you're gone <laughs> yeah sorry toughers bye bye um <laughs> um yeah so uh you haven't got drowning technology at your site have you glenn no nah, we um we won't get anything um at our sites we won't get anything like that um box standard 25 meter pool 1.5 meters deep mm. no shadow and no deep and can't do no uh, no 1.1.2 meters sorry not 1.5 how much beer have i had <laughs> Um, yeah, it would be nice to have it, but it's something that, that we won't be getting um, anytime soon. Um, well, I say that, depending on, on, on what happens with, with COVID, I suppose. It, it could be a potential for, uh, for a lot of swimming pools out there to, to get it if they need to kind of cut back on wages and, and, and so on, potentially, to maintain operation. Yeah, it, it's an it's a expensive initial outlay, but... I think the repayment is is ain't too long. I think it's about a year and a half, maybe potentially two years. Eventually pays itself. Yeah, especially if you're closing three times a year. Oh god, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so um, with want... um with your pools, are you doing um sorry, with your pools, are you doing anything different at the moment from this lockdown to or or, or this tier structure compared to the last one, or is it pretty much like for like what we had to do? Um yeah, we've got no people in the pool. Um, so we don't know how we're going to operate yet obviously we're still looking for guidance and things like that when we was in the previous tier or when the centres were operational when they were open we had double lanes again 25 metre pool like yourself but as was a six lane pool Uh, we reduced them down to three lanes during a public um, length swimming session only 
And then we had like half a pool available for public swimming. Teaching pool numbers were reduced from originally 32 during a uh, open session down to seven, which is a massive reduction. So obviously we've seen less income coming in from that. And obviously our teaching pool hours were reduced as well. Uh, we still had clubs coming in. They were uh, conforming by our policies and our procedures and obviously their own policies and procedures as well. Um, but, uh, you know, we were quite lucky that we still had the income coming in from swimming clubs and, and things like that. Um, what this tier is going to bring when we eventually reopen, if we're still going to be in a tier four when we reopen, I really don't know, Glenn. Until we've gone through the guidance and the procedures from, you know, our our up above, um, really don't know. I don't think you can play it any more safe than what we've already been playing it, to be fair. No, because yeah. we have been going, you know, or coinciding with industry guidance, and we have seen our numbers reduced dramatically because of, you know, we've implemented the lane system and things like that, and, you know, we've, we've reduced our baver loads for the main pool and the teaching pool. We can't really do any more than what we're doing apart from close your pool, and we don't want to keep doing mm. that. Um, the knock-on effect it's having, you know, I'm seeing every day on Facebook and social media about people's mental health and well-being. What people don't understand is swimming sometimes is part of someone's daily routine to keep their mental health in a healthy condition. And we've kind of just taken that completely away from people. And it's really sad to actually see that. Believe it or not, you know, I'm not really a customer retention kind of person. You either come in our doors or you don't. But, <laughs> you know, for once, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I, I kind of care about people's mental health and their well-being. And being shut all the time. Jeez, is, that, yeah. I know, are you all right? I, I think it's this Merlot, <laughs> to be fair. I've only got that left. Um, <laughs> Considering you're the person that I've seen dealing with a complaint about the temperature of one of your swimming pools, just sit there while going, not interested, <laughs> not interested, not interested <laughs> to the Are customer. You sure that was me? That was definitely you. It was actually, to be fair. I remember it perfectly. Yeah, well, I was, I was happy with the temperature, <laughs> and that's what, that's what matters. Um, yeah, I, I just think if we keep shutting, it's not going to do you know this generation in the world of good. It really ain't. Um, so I don't nah. think we can change much. Again, just reducing numbers, but what's the point in being open? Yeah, if only five people can swim breaststroke. Exactly. You know, we are like any other business. We do need to make money to survive, and if we're only letting in four or five people at any one time. Bear in mind, we're paying a lifeguard like 15 quid an hour, for example. We're not making any money. And leisure mm. is a business. Years ago, every government or every borough, every council used to have to provide leisure facilities for that borough, you know, as a mental health, as a well-being, as a, uh, you know, a, a, what's the word I'm after, um, as a facility for, for people to enjoy. And that's not the case anymore. The case is leisure is now a business and we need to run our business like any yep. other business. And that is, you know, if we're not making money or we're losing shitloads of money, we've only got so much reserves that we can keep dipping into. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think there's many changes, to be fair, that we can make. What about you? You got any ideas what, what we can you know, what we could potentially look into doing? I've like, 
I don't know if you remember in the olden days, you had like walking foot baths and whatnot as you went to the swimming pool. We'll keep all the bacteria and Legionella and whatnot to one side. But maybe we should have like walked through sanitize stations as soon as you walk through the front doors. That might um, that might cure it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. What what more can you you know? We've taken out half the equipment in the gym, in the studios, taken away half the swimming pool space. What more can we do? What more can we do? Yeah. It's just a guessing game, you know. My guess is as good as your guess. And until we get told by by the powers that be above us. Yeah. It's, it's sure. one of those industries, isn't it? Right, you, you can't shut an airport down because the the demand is far too high. You can't shut. F- Here, that's our fence, but not get rid of the airport. Yeah, exactly. You you can't <laughs> shut down a funeral parlor because again, the demand is so high, especially now anyway. But you can <laughs> shut down general shops. You can shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, local businesses, and you can shut down leisure leisure facilities. We've seen it. The one right so close to us, you know, that took in X amount of money each month or whatever, or turnover was extremely yep. high every year. But that can shut. It's crazy. Of course it can. Yeah. You know, for once in my eighteen years of being in this industry, I think come this time next year, I will turn around and say, I think I chose the wrong industry to be in. And it's a shame to think of wow. it like that. So I've, I've yeah. got a, a job interview at a funeral parlour tomorrow. <laughs> it's a dead... People are dying to get there, mate, I tell mate, you. it's a dead cert. <laughs> I should really cut that bit out, shouldn't I? Nah. Nah, fuck it. It's Christmas. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I can see you chugging those drinks down. Are you getting nice and merry? Uh, you want to see what's in my pocket, pal? No, you're right. I've seen that before. Well, no, I haven't. Not in a gay way. Where have you got that? Jägermeister. How have you got that? <laughs> is that part of your duty manager's Mate, start pack? It is part of my duty It's part of my DM close down pack. <laughs> Love it. But I was in get through the day. Why have you got that in your pocket? Get thirsty easily. Got to keep hydrated. That's so random. Anyway, I've got loads of vodka in my pocket. Look, right? <laughs> I'd just like to pretend I'm on a caravan holiday. Oh, you like my ex-wife carrying that in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and we all, know she, we all know that she liked to drink. Anyway, right. So, <laughs> I've got to be quiet because my divorce ain't gone through yet. Um, okay. So... <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what the future is going to hold for Leisure Glen. It's quite frightening, to be fair, mate. Um, yeah, no, uncertain times, definitely. And the thing is, with with your site in particular, you've got you know hundreds of members of staff, haven't you? You've got people from like childcare. You've got people, you know, who are coaching tennis. You've yeah, got your con- managers. You've got your lifeguards, your sales team. Contracted, we've got seventy six, and then we've got all the self employed instructors and and teachers and whatnot. Wow. Wow. And have they seen a, a drastic change during the first or second lockdown? So, you know, was there cutbacks made at your site or anything like that? With the best one in the world, to start off with, there wasn't. But it was the demand that affected it. So we was, you know, we was eager to crack on how we left off with, with team members absolutely everywhere. But for example, what's the point of having three people standing right behind reception to say hello to 
one person every 10 minutes coming in mm. for example yeah um, so over time yeah we did we did we did do uh we did do cutbacks and changes and whatnot and especially in our food and beverage area um following government guidance um kind of went down to from three four team members to just one or two doing table service um which wasn't the initial plan but business demands just just didn't need it um instructors and whatnot they were doing okay even though classes went down sort of more classes went on um that we was allowed to do um at the time so the instructors probably didn't see too much of a change um lifeguards lifeguards saw quite a big change to be fair um after school you get your four o'clock swimming lessons you get all the parents that just chuck the kids in the pool um, for an hour to run around we and everywhere while the parents have their workout and that all reduced and whatnot so yeah 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 there was there was there definitely was visible changes definitely was visible changes our franchise guys were doing okay they were they were managing to plod along nicely um but again, if people are still going to have the confidence to get in haircuts or massages or X, Y, and Z, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, yeah, it's it's weird at the moment. I mean, as you said, the lifeguards have found it a little bit weird. Our team have as well because we put so many changes within the new uh, PSOP. So again, like your lemp swimming, your three lane instead of your six lane. Yeah. Um, it's not been uncommon for the lifeguard team to radio every you know couple of hours or whatever and just um, inquire and say, uh, oh, you know, it's, it's three o'clock. How many lanes are we sticking in? And do I need two lifeguards out on poolside? Yeah, or are we still okay with the one? Um, you know, or, although we, we did tell all of our team, lifeguard team, everyone really who, who works in our, in our sites, told them all the new PSOP. We went for a bit of a training session with them. We covered it in pool training and things like that as well, but we are still seeing people asking those questions. You know, it's three o'clock. We've got half a lane in for swimming lessons. We've got half a lane in for the public session. You know, Dean, how many how many lifeguards do we need up here? And um, we can't be mad at them and we can't be angry at them because it, it's completely new to them as much as it is us. Of course it is, yeah. Of course and to it be is. Fair, course it is. You know, I helped devise the PSOP for a couple of sites along with Phil, and even I've had to refer back to the PSOP and go, hang on a minute, guys, let me just treble check. You know, I think I know, but let me treble check before I, I make a make a choice. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, it's just new to them. It's just completely alien. And the frightening part about it is when all this reduces and when, you know, government or Boris or whoever says, right, okay, you're now in this tier or you know, COVID's generally over you can now resume as normal. We're going to have the same when we go back to normal. We're going to have the same going, sure. shit, can't remember this. Uh, right, I've got three <laughs> lanes in. I've got swimming lessons in. How many of us do we need? You know, one, because we're yeah. drowning detection system and we sat the rest of you. <laughs> um, no, that's not the case at all. Bye-bye, yeah, Liam. Um, that's not <laughs> It was weird though. So I undertook a, um, a training session for your guys a little while back. And... Um, as part of the training session, we covered scenarios and it was sort of like the first time that the scenario was telling members not to tell telling pool users not to, not to talk to yeah. each other in the pool. You know, normally it's, it, there's an accident X, Y, and Z, but now it's just literally a case of, oh, what I want to see is how, how, how do you do with this? And I've never done anything like that before until, you know, until now. So 
even that part of the job's all, all changed and it, it felt weird for myself. Yeah, yeah. scenarios, we covered those, didn't we? Because I was um, doing training back-to-back with you. So that was the scenarios we were covering, which is customers can't swim side-by-side side and start talking to each other. And another one was uh, a member of public facing the pool having a rest. Again, it's just about educating the individual, yeah. saying, excuse me, if, if you are going to have a rest, you know, lean over the pool edge and, um, and, and do it that way and let people overtake you. But, yeah, it's the crazy scenario that we're now doing in our pool training sessions is ridiculous. But (laughs) it is what it is now. That's the frightening part about it. It's it's, it's the new essential. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, Next session or next podcast, I think we're going to be doing in the new year anyway, um, I've managed to get a special guest on the next one. Yeah, oh, so uh, we've got a lady. Is it Phil? Because he never turns no, up anymore. No, it's not Phil. I know he's a lazy sod, isn't he? Um, <laughs> we've got uh, a lady called Lauren Broom, and she runs a training development company specialising in pool plant um, in Florida. Um, and she owns a company nice. called Space Coast Pool School. So we're going to be having her on in the new year, and. We're going to kind of get to know her a little bit. It's kind of nice to know people overseas. And, you know, we're we're going to ask quite a few questions on how America or how Florida in particular has been dealing with the COVID pandemic um, in operating their swimming pools, their leisure pools, their, uh, you know, kids play features and and things like that. So that's going to be quite interesting. Really looking forward to speaking to her. Um, I don't know what time we're going to do it because obviously it's American time. I think they're like five hours in front. <laughs> I'm not getting up at 3 uh, a.m. 2 a.m. So don't panic. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not too sure what time she's going to come on or what time we're going to arrange it. But yeah, our next podcast will have me, you, Phil and uh, and Lauren on there as well. So I'm really looking forward to that one because I, I do talk to Lauren on Facebook. I follow her page. Um, I follow her company and and things like that. And I'm actually going to, me and Phil are going to actually enroll in a certified pool operators course with her, um, which she does hundred percent online. Um, and you don't have to be an American citizen or anything like that. You can, you can pretty much be anyone and uh, just enroll onto one of her courses. It's a bit like our level three PPO, but the American version. So okay. I think that'd be quite interesting. Let me know if you want to jump on board with that one as well, Glenn. Um, uh, yeah, yeah I think it, absolutely. It's a two or three day course that she does, but obviously when she comes on, she can obviously talk more about it. Um, not obviously sell her company because a lot of our listeners are, are UK based only, and a lot of UK people are just going to do the uh, level three PPO. But for us to broaden our knowledge, I think uh, I think we should give it a go. She seems a real good teacher as well, um, real proper intelligent lady. I, I, I do, as I said, look at a lot of her posts and videos and stuff. And um, can we swap her for you? Can't swap her with me. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're gonna get her on board and and find out what's been happening in America, really. Um, as opposed to the UK, we, we've been talking about the UK for the last five episodes and our training programs and our uh, COVID precautions and things like that. It'd be nice to get an American point of view. Plus, I absolutely love Florida, and plus, I absolutely love the American accent. So. Just don't ask about no, Trump. Well, don't ask about getting married in Florida either. But that's another topic. That's episode 19. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, Glenn, you got anything else you want to talk about before we uh, act like Michael Jackson and beat it? I better not say that, had I? Um, oh, that's, that's the nicest <laughs> thing you've ever said. That MJ. Um, the, the only thing I could say is is good luck with the future with um, with COVID. You know, we we don't know what's going on at that moment, so um, I still don't even know how a pool is going to operate during closed down. Are we in terms of heating, chemicals, but and so on and so forth? So um, one, yeah, just good one luck of the with biggest bits of forward. advice I can give you and give our listeners and whatnot is. The technical notes and things like that that PewTag are sending out and guidance notes coming from awarding organisations and things like that, I really, 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 and, and this sounds bad saying it, I, I wouldn't really take much notice until we've got a reopening date. Um, exactly, exactly. Times, uh, me and Phil prime examples of this. We was having inundated emails during the first and the second COVID case or lockdown of I own a swim school, I own a leisure centre, I own this, that and the other, what do I need to do? And all we've been replying back was hold fire and we will let you know in due course. And then weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks pass and then all of a sudden we get that little end result and then we feed that information in. Yeah. What we see a lot of is swim schools, leisure operators, whatever, jumping so quick on government and industry guidance that you know, the moment it comes in, they're typing away, boom, yes, I've got that in place. And then two weeks later, that's redundant anyway because they've changed it. Of course. So my advice, and I'm quite passionate about this, is just hold on. Just hold on to the last minute. Hold on till you know, we've got a, a reopening date and then go from there. There's no point in starting stressing and panicking right now because I guarantee you course, 100%... The industry guidance that we get to today or tomorrow is going to be completely different to what we get on the 1st or 2nd of January. So sit back and, no, don't enjoy the ride, but, you know, just... just, just <laughs> have, a, have a Desperado. Have a, have a glass of Merlot or a bottle. Um, <laughs> and just wait until last minute. That's the best advice I can give. That's what I do most of my work, to be fair. I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's the best advice I can give Paul schools and leisure centres at the moment just hold on to the last minute don't start stressing about new industry guidance that comes out because it will change yeah no you're right you're right right glenn you really are boring me mate you've been boring me for like the last 46 odd minutes so that's all right west west ham are playing in a minute so uh i'm gonna go watch that and and, and throw my beer <laughs> bottles at the tv brilliant right glenn as always thanks mate and we'll do another episode in the new year and um, we look forward to having Lauren on the uh, podcast next time yeah take care